get it. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. Oh my gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. Uh, what do they call it? San Francisco? This is Ed McMyer. And now, he is Armstrong and From Studio C. Oh, si, senor. You know what it is? It's a dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. Uh, day two of our new year. Uh, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Gosh, I don't know. John Bolton? Nah. <laughs> You're not going to get me to talk about it. You can talk about it for an hour. You will not get a word out of me. But what if he does to us? Did Adam Schiff reconvene the hearing? Oh, my God. I'll go home. <laughs> like Ricky Gervais said at the Golden Globes, kill me now. <laughs> oh, so enjoyable. <laughs> I, I didn't know that Laura Logan has a new show on Fox. Is that where her show is? Yeah. And or is it an uh, internet show? Oh, well, that, that could be. I thought they said on Fox. But that anyway, it's called, uh, it's like no bias. Laura, no. Laura, Laura, Laura Logan has no agenda. agenda. That's a good one. Yeah, I just happened to see a clip last night. Yeah, anyway, so yeah, I just I just watched this morning. So she's got a, she's been studying the, the, the country of Mexico for like the last year. Um, and here's a couple of nuggets from Mexico, and I can't wait to watch this show, and we should play some clips. Actually, we obviously should have her on to talk about it. Clearly. Here's a couple of highlights from the whole Mexico thing. They now almost completely control the drug trade for the entire world. The, the Mexican, Mexican cartels. cartels. Damn. If you do Ooh. cocaine on the streets of Moscow, it came from Mexico. Wow. The reason you don't hear about meth labs blowing up anymore is all meth, 100% of meth, she said. Obviously, that's not... Nothing's go 100%, but yeah. 100% of meth in the in the world comes from Mexico. Yeah. They all control wow. it now. And mm. in terms of their crime, and they have, you know, just insane crime rate right now in Mexico, uh, 90% of crime is never investigated at all. Mm. 98% of murders are never investigated. Not even looked into. 98%. Well, these things happen, ma'am. We'll uh, get rid of the body for you and uh, our condolences. If they took the time to say that. Right, right. Uh, the clip I saw. How oh, incredible is that? Uh, the figures come out uh, last day or two. The Mexican government put it out, I think, that 60,000 people have disappeared in the drug wars in the last few years in Mexico, which is astounding. But the clip I saw was uh, she went to a town that is uh, the, the, the big industry that supports the town. It's like, you know, the steel mill that everybody works at. The steel mill in this town is sex trafficking and has been for generations. And they were rolling around taking a look around, and at one point they realized, boy, there are scouts looking at us from multiple corners, aren't there? And uh, and their guy said, yeah, yeah, they're watching us. They know we're in town, and uh, and this is not good. And before you know it, uh, three police vehicles stop them, surround them, and the cops say, look, a couple of people were lynched last week for looking around to see what was going on around here. And that's what you're doing. For the uh, the safety of everyone involved, why don't you get the hell out of town? 
And and the cops, who are obviously working for the cartels who are running the sex trafficking, just told them, get out now or you're dead. Now, the only narco state like I have any familiar, familiarity with was uh, when Colombia, when, you know, uh, Pablo Escobar was running that place. Mm-hmm. But was, was that was Colombia like involved in all these other things? The uh, way the way Mexico is, Mexico's doing all kinds of stuff. Right. Kidnapping as well. Um. The Mexican cartels, you mean, in particular? Or, Just or? the whole the whole country being, if you if you call a Mexico a narco state, it makes me think, okay, it's all about drugs. But there's all kinds of, it's just a lawless state. It's like talking about Somalia or something. You it's know what, just, there's just no law there. You know what it's like uh, very much is talking about um, Afghanistan or maybe Iraq in that there are large parts of the country that are controlled by the government pretty effectively and, and even larger parts that are not. Well, so it's half a failed narco slash, uh, you know, Rico state. Yeah, it's a criminal state. I don't know what the proper term for it would be. It's just an outlier. It's not part of the. But but let me bring something home to you. So you have essentially a a borderline a teetering state that is close to Somali level chaos. Tens of thousands of people being murdered, no investigations, systematic rape of thousands of women turned into slaves, shipped back and forth, uh, kidnapping, torture, horrors of all sorts, and uh, various people who are running for the presidency on the Democratic side and those who support them have called for the taking down of the border walls and the taking down of screening people that come in and out of this country. They want to open a border with a failed narco state. Can you imagine anything more foolish or idiotic than that? It's tough. It, it may take you a while. Write us if you come up with something. So I didn't realize they were controlling the world drug trade. And uh, who Mexicans knows? are hardworking people. And and who knows how much of the uh, you know sex trafficking and a bunch of other things. Um, but uh, well, well, why wouldn't you kill somebody if ninety-eight percent of murders are not investigated? Well, right. I mean, my God, what's what's holding you back? You got Morality a two percent. Oh, please, that'd be the only thing. There's a two percent chance of anybody even looking into it, and then when they start, you say that eh, was uh, that was our guys, and the cops say, "Oh, oh, sorry, no problem here. We're out." Do you want to hear something really gruesome? But it, it, it was the it was the oh my god part of the story. Oh golly! I tell Do you, you what, want how, it or how not? long is it going to take for people who are not in the mood for gruesome? Turn down your volume for what twenty seconds? Um, less than a minute. Okay. Right. So she was talking about how Mexico is as uh, is as brutal and violent as anywhere in the world now. I mean, it's like ISIS stuff that a lot of these drug cartels are doing. Oh yeah. And she mentioned some horrific things that I that are just. But this is the one that stood out to me because I've never heard of this. Well, before. I remember the El Chapo trial. That was She's, some grim stuff. She, so, in some cases, they eliminate people's arms and legs, so it's just a torso and a head. Mm. And she asked one of the investigators, "How long can somebody last as just a torso and a head?" And he said, "The longest I've seen is a week." Oh, for God's sake! Holy crap! That is ISIS stuff, man. That is ISIS. Let's stuff. open the border. Let's open the border. Build bridges, not walls, Jack. Why are you a racist? For some of a, some for some of our listeners right now, you can see that country from a, your window. Oh yeah. So that's that's a. Uh, All right, that's enough of that. Probably. 
Probably. We should have her on. We definitely should. I'm oh, sure she'd like wait. to come on. Oh, yeah. she likes us for one thing. Uh, well, she claims she to. really likes us. Anyway. <laughs> and, but she's show very convincing when she's on the air. It yeah. is show business. Yeah, she's yeah. promoting her new show, and uh, <laughs> that's a heck of a fascinating You know story. what? We've always said there are three levels of respect. There's open disrespect. Okay? That's not good. I don't even bother. The right. Exactly. Shut up. Get out of my way. I mean, that sort of treatment. Second level is they pretend to respect you because they figure you're important enough uh, to do that. It'd be beneficial to me that you you like me. Right. Third (laughs) level is actual respect. That would be lovely. But if you can't reach level three, go with level two. These people pretend to respect us. That's fine with me. Outside of my children, and I'm not sure I get a lot of level three. And, you know, and that's up in the air. It might be number two. Yeah, and well, his daddy feeds us. We probably ought to some days pretend. You know what, my God? I was uh, just absolute delight of my life. I was out for dinner with my 20-year-old who's home from college. And um, she said to me, look, I understand. You're my dad. You feed me. You clothe me. You're helping pay for college. But I got to tell you this. She, was, she actually went and said that. <laughs> Look, we both understand what's happening here. <laughs> the power dynamic. Yeah. Let's introduce our How's that TV show of yours going? There's Laura Logan there. Needlingness. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Sorry this morning, Michael. Jack, I think that was your funniest show opening. <laughs> oh, oh, anyway. Oh, my God. Oof. No, I, I kid, everybody. Um, <laughs> but seriously, folks. Put your waitresses. Seriously, no, I'm, wor- <laughs> I'm working on my New Year's resolution, and sure. it was to get more sleep and to um, go to the gym more. So what I did, I second day in a row, I've gotten so you're sleep. sleeping at the gym. <laughs> Close. I, I put my gym clothes in my car, so I'm going to drive good directly. Step one. That's a great step one. Yeah. So I'm driving directly from work to the gym, and then I'm going to try and work out or something like that. We um, have some excellent advice for that sort of or thing. Or something like that. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, I'm not sure what that would be, but we have some excellent advice for keeping your New Year's resolution oh, I hear coming that. up in mailbag. I want to hear that. All right. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well, although I think I might be coming uh, slightly too attached to my uh, robot butler. I, I got one of those uh, those fancy robot vacuum things, and as I am a, a single childless man living in a in a in an apartment, it is the closest thing I have to a living thing living with me. Wow! And Uh-oh. I feel compelled to like bring it up on the couch with me, watch some uh, Mandalorian episodes. I tried to give it a treat the other day for doing a good job. You know, I I, I try to give it positive reinforcement when it's just stuck in a corner and it's just ramming its face right in. It. I just gave it a face. It doesn't have a face. It's a robot. Right? It's just ramming its robot face right in. No, no, no! Come on, you can do it. And try to coax it the other way. I wow, that's I need beautiful. to I need to leave the house more. I think is my point. He got a nice fantastic. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. Is How did it get to be Tuesday, January 7th, year 2020? We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, then. Let's swing into action officially according to FCC rules and regs. The show actually begins at... Mark. Our car windows got busted. I didn't bother making a report. You're in the police department. Hey, we're not immune to that. I'm guessing that clip is from Cal Unicornia, where crime has been decriminalized. Correct. So nice. among things we got to talk about today, I don't, I have no idea what's going on with impeachment. Nobody seems to have any idea what's really going on with impeachment. When's this going to start? When are they going to do? I guess nobody knows. Nobody knows that yet. No. Uh, there's a new sport. I can explain exactly what's going on if you'd like. There's a new sport in the Olympics. I'm very excited about. Is it, it pickleball? Finally, 
uphill skiing. Uh, oh, <laughs> yes. the uphill slalom. Right. The quads on those competitors are oh, unbelievable. <laughs> Takes a while. Uh, we're one week away from a Democratic debate, and they're getting chippy with each other, which is exciting. How does yes. mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. Really good. Oh, cool. Including, you said, uh, New Year's resolution advice. Yeah, and, and I think it's it's solid. Good. On the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Show. So I was just watching CNN in the lunchroom, and I don't know, they had a guest on about something. And the, the darling host said, thank you for joining us on this important day. <laughs> That's the whole cable news thing, oh, is yeah. to pretend that, make you believe that every day is some sort of, this is an historic linchpin, whether it's Iran or impeachment or the economy or whatever. Today is the day history will record as, how many times have you heard that? Thank you for joining us on this About important day. Three weeks ago, Wednesday. Can't have an important day every day. Just again, huh? The beast is not made for that, Then none of them are important is what happens. Right. Mailbag. Your freedom-loving quote of the day comes to us from none other than Albert Einstein. This may mean different things to different people, but I really liked it. A ship, Jack. It's not about ships. It's about people. I'll clue you in right there. Maybe you're groggy-headed, haven't had your coffee. A ship is always safe at shore, but that is not what it's built for. Think about that in terms of your life. Now, some of us are built more for having an adventurous life than others. Granted, some of us might be in relationships in which one partner is much more cautious than the other. We, we work on these things, but a ship is always safe at shore, but that's not what it's built for. Einstein said that? Yes. Filmmaker, uh, comedian Albert Brooks, real last name is Einstein, but he obviously couldn't go by that if he was trying to be a famous person, so he went by Albert Brooks. But his brother, Dave Einstein, was Super Dave Osborne, the crazy kind of parody stunt guy. I right. I did not know that. Yes. yes. And among one of the funniest guys I've ever seen, if you ever see any just oh. kind of impromptu interviews with him, he roasts people and cracks up interviewers constantly. Fans of Dry always loved <laughs> Super yeah. Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, driest act ever. Uh, nice note here from Scott. Welcome back. Been a loyal listener since I found you guys way back at the start. How come no love for faggotwees? Friends of Armstrong and Getty over 20 years. Mm. That is a term we have not used. True. Uh, we have uh, faggoty, fagophy, and now faggotwees because mm. we've been doing this stupid job so long. What's the SDOs the, since day one? Oh yeah, there's a certain number of those. Yeah, they and it's it's like uh, being certified as a member of an Indian tribe. There's a whole process <laughs> to be certified as an SD. Well, they're also dying off like the World War II generation. <laughs> there are very few left, unfortunately. Yeah. Anyway, uh, to go on, I realize this wouldn't. Uh, I'm very close to that amazing mark, and at some point, I'd like my autographed geriatric walker for my court dates, or at least an Armstrong and Getty protective cup for when I play baseball with my children, or the uh, oft-mentioned oven mitts and. Uh, Whatever else. Uh, then the kind words about the great Marshall Phillips. And uh, he, he is missed. He will be missed. He, he He's doing fine. He's not dead. He's probably sleeping right now. And he's going to get up and uh, right. 
Have a glass of wine. Or, yeah, some of the wine that uh, all of us gave him for <laughs> retiring. Uh, let's see. Okay, you know what? I've got a bunch of newsy stuff, but let's jump right into this. Um, I am a faga three <laughs> fan of Armstrong and Getty, friend of Armstrong and Getty for over three years. Fantastic. Writes, uh, he says, you can use my name, Jake. Jake from beautiful Utah. I'm writing to you about New Year's resolutions. I've uh, lost more than 80 pounds in last year. Awesome. And I did it by following these two pieces of advice. First, see a doctor. Make sure there's not something wrong Shut with you physically. Shut your pie hole. <laughs> Turns out he did have a funky condition that when it, he was treated, it made it a lot easier to lose weight, wow. which I found interesting. But um, he said, second, and this is the key, set the laziest goals you can think of. For example, uh, that, of, that's now you're scratching me where I am. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Doc, I can't stop going. Yow, you got a funky condition. <laughs> Come on, name it. See, <laughs> see. Uh, so, for example, instead of setting a goal of hitting the gym five days a week, instead set a goal of just walking into a gym twice a week. And I mean it, just walk in. Tell yourself, I don't have to exercise, just have to walk into a gym and stay for 15 minutes twice a week. When your brain gets that hip, uh, hit of dopamine for accomplishing such a small goal, you're going to have to keep escalating the goal to get that same dopamine hit, and eventually you'll have to escalate the goal to the point of doing real exercise. If you fail to accomplish such a small goal, you're not being lazy enough with your goal setting. <laughs> setting. Maybe start by just clapping your hands for 30 seconds once a day. Wow. Yeah. Now that is a low bar. <laughs> wow. Clapping your hands for 30 seconds. But we have talked about this before. Some Please people, clap. <laughs> some people believe that putting your shoes in your gym bag every morning is better than doing nothing. Even if you don't even take it to the car. Keeps the dream alive, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't Give know this either. a try. Uh, more on all this on the way. Strong and Getty Show. A 600-pound tuna was sold at an auction in Japan yesterday for almost $2 million. No word on how a cat got that much money. (laughs) Funny joke. That's very, very fourth-grade joke there. I, am, I chuckled. So we're supposed to have a joke from Jimmy Fallon about New Year's resolutions to lead uh, me into follow-up on our conversation about New Year's resolutions, yes, which... Uh, that would have been great. That was Yeah, it would have been really a free-flowing. But yeah. computers don't always uh, co- cooperate with no, them. No, t- timing. Um, uh, a man in Florida was arrested over the weekend after he allegedly bit a police dog while naked and high on crystal meth. On the plus side, as a Florida man, he's already achieved his 2020 resolution. <laughs> um, Speaking of resolutions. So the advice we got uh, from someone about, uh, you know, to do part of it, if you just <clears throat> if you just pack your bags for the gym every day, even if you don't make it into the gym, that's better than not. I don't know if I believe that, but uh, you know, it's as good as anything else. New Year's resolutions don't work for 90% of us 90% of the time, so why not try something different? You know what I think it is? I think it's checking in with your conscience every day. Because if you stop packing that gym bag, we all know why we do that. It's so we don't even think about it. And it doesn't, you know, prick at our conscience. Right. 
Um, I'm all for anything that's going to help uh, create new uh, good habits and get rid of the old bad habits, but um, that's some interesting stuff. Psychologically. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's, it's for, like I was talking about yesterday, the fact that it's so hard to quit good habits. That's what keeps us alive. It, habits are what keep us alive. Mm-hmm. Um, the ability to uh, to do routine, going to work, whatever it is, yeah. family dinner, you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it happens with things that are not good for us also, which is a downside. Yes. Habits are hard to break. Really hard. Good and bad. Um, so That's wisdom. A couple of the stories of the day um, that I'm confused by, and then Joe will rant and rave, and I'll sit here and drink coffee and watch him. Excellent. <clears throat> um, la, 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 la. I thought it was interesting to see. We're going to have Ian Bremer on at some point. He's got his risks list out. First of all, we have him on multiple times throughout the year. We're kind of a fan of Ian Bremer and his uh, his take on world events. I don't always agree with him, but right. I think he's an interesting. Uh, following his Twitter during this Iran thing has been really interesting. Right. He's always thought-provoking. And his thing on Iran is he says a month from now nobody will remember this happened. That's funny. That's my take, more or less. Which would certainly make you wonder why we didn't do it before. Why we didn't do it earlier. If the guy's as consequential as everybody says, and I don't doubt that. I mean, if he is their Secretary of Defense, CIA director, and master strategist. And directly involved in killing and maiming our guys. Why didn't we take him out a long time ago? He's an enemy combatant on the battlefield. And you can snuff anybody you want under that description, including generals. The people that are against this who... uh, you know, maybe you're always against this sort of thing. Maybe you're a Rand Paul sort of person, and that's fine. That's a perfectly legitimate worldview. I don't p- particularly like the because Trump did it, I hate it. Which is view. Clearly what motivates a lot of Or that. the opposite. If Obama had done it, I would have hated, hated it, but I like it this time. I mean, I don't, I don't like that worldview either. Um, but the people that are uh, anti-Trump on this... Uh, are calling it an assassination. Uh, Petraeus the other day said, uh, well, if, if if it's, you know, a command, if we're at war, and he said, I think we're at war, you know, the other <laughs> constitutional scholars will have to get into that one. But, yeah, it sure seems like we're at war with Iran. As as many people always pointed out with bin Laden, they think they're at war. Mm. <laughs> they believe they're at war with mm. us. Yeah. So... Good point. Is it all right if we agree that we're at war with them? Right. Or is that not okay? The last time Congress officially declared war, World War II. Nice job, Congress. No, so, you mean the Gulf War. No, no. No, you mean you mean we, Vietnam. World War Blanket II in 1941 <laughs> is the last time Congress declared war. So unless Soleimani bombs Pearl Harbor, well, he's not going <laughs> to bomb Pearl Harbor now, we will not declare war. And using the current um, authorization of military force that came out of the Twin Towers coming down. So that's almost 20 years ago now. Uh We have had 41 different military actions in 18 countries under that particular Authorization, force, yeah, yeah. So wow. I don't even know. I don't even understand the conversation of declaring war or what's an assassination. Yeah, yeah. yeah and and, a the, combatant. and I'd be all for Congress trying to figure that out and reasserting their power and the Supreme yeah. Court weighing in. I think that would be great. Yeah. But it certainly would seem currently any president can do whatever they want anywhere in the world. 
Yeah, more or less. I mean, to the point the point of probably being impeached. Oh, I don't think I don't think Trump could probably drone strike Macron and get away with it. <laughs> well, yeah, I think there would be a bit of a, uh, a reaction to that. <laughs> Certainly in the, uh, the salons of Europe. Yeah. I, I tell you one thing. There has been, you know, as a guy who follows the news for a living, there has been just absolutely world-class Olympian phony posturing around the question of whether this was an illegal act or what have you. I mean, it's just, you have these Congress people getting trotted out on CNN and making all sorts of wild claims about how he actually needs to inform Congress in advance. And blah, blah. The three quarters of what you hear is, is patently false, and the remaining 25% is mostly false if they're talking about what the president can and can't do. It's extremely murky. And international law only exists insofar as somebody has the power to enforce it. It's a, it's a great idea, international law. But people, people, countries flout it all the time. And I'm not in favor of that, but anyway, which part of this am I supposed to rant angrily about, or is that still coming? Oh, I thought you'd rant angrily about it. And, um... Oh, no, I'm mostly just amused. And, and I agree with Ian Bremmer. All this posturing will be over fairly soon, and, and nobody's going to get drafted. And, you know, there will be violence. Iran has to save face in front of its own people. So they'll do something and claim it is the great strike against the great Satan. But they're not insane. They understand that they are uh, they're a tough little raccoon. And we're an 800-pound bear. They know that. And tough so, little raccoon. You're a tough little raccoon, aren't you? <laughs> I'm just trying to come up with a, a metaphor here. Um, so, and so yeah. now the, Pen- the Pentagon has officially announced they're ruling out striking Iran's cultural sites for that particular uh, controversial angle of uh, yeah. what was Trump was saying for the last couple of days. So as usual, you no, got nobody to... really supported that except angry people on Twitter. The idea that we're going to knock out your shrines and the rest of it. Well, so what I originally thought Trump was talking about, and as as has been the case since he started running, you have to, everybody's interpreting for him what he's saying. Um, you know, yeah, trying to figure it out. It's, it's he, a little tough to read at times. What, what, what I thought he was saying. A little garbled. And if you've been following, you know, wars in the Middle East, this is a common thing where they shoot at you from a mosque or they hide a whole bunch of their weapons in a mosque or they hide their super bad guy commando leader in a mosque Mm -hmm. or some other place that's off the list of things you can blow up. And what I thought was Trump was saying that that doesn't I don't care about that anymore. Where whatever we got to do, we're going to do. But I'm right. I'm not sure that's what he was doing. I, I I don't know if he was just trying to get under the skin, and say, and hey, we'll we'll blow up your uh, your Mount Rushmore too. So <laughs> I don't I don't know if that was what he's saying. I, I don't know either. <laughs> Largest only, wall of twine there in Tehran. <laughs> I'll blow that up. You just your, cult- <laughs> your significantly cultural size. <laughs> Largest ball Largest ball of twine in Iran. Right. <laughs> Roadside reptile show. Um, uh, you know, uh, speaking of trolling, we ought to talk about so John why Bolton. Did, why did he say that then? Uh, he was just being Trump. He was being provocative. He was being threatening. And then, so was, oh, oh, you're going to drown us in a lake of fire or blood or bloody fire or whatever. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to bomb your cities, your towns. We're going to bomb your damn art museum. Blood like or that? fire or bloody fire. <laughs> yeah, he just he was kicking it Middle Eastern. Yeah. Um. And- <laughs> You know, it, it reminds me of when he's doing a rally, 
And uh, and he's talking about, uh, you know, the second term. And then he said, do you want to really drive him crazy? Let's start talking about the third term. Yeah. And the crowd goes wild and cracks up because he's trolling. Now, you'd think this was so serious he wouldn't yeah. do that. But his, his tendency is toward... I'm just going to say it. Well, there is the, and this is a real thing. Nixon did it. There is the make them think you're crazy, right? You, you, you're, 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 you'll do anything, right? Um, and that that's a legitimate tactic. That's a legitimate tactic in any in, in any real fight. Yes. Um, you know, having them convinced you're capable of anything, yeah. will make them back down. Well, significantly, we communicated to the Japanese in 1945, we will obliterate your cities. We have the means. You need to surrender. And they said, no. So we got two texts. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. We got many texts. We get thousands of texts. We got two texts I'm going to mention. Okay. I made it sound like we only got two texts. That'd be a little Which sad. Which was sad. I've gotten two texts this morning. <laughs> he doesn't let us see the numbers. I can't verify how many texts we got. I'm like Zuckerberg. You just have to trust me. Yeah. Yeah, you should advertise on our text line because we get a million hits per minute. Mr. Mister Zuckerberg, uh, how many texts do you get? Senator? We'll have our team get back to you. <laughs> uh, I come to the gym when I'm sick or when I'm hungover, even if I'm not going to be productive or work out just to keep the habit going. Hmm. You know, and I'll take the advice of that sounds like somebody that's successfully working out regularly. So why wouldn't you look at what they're doing, at least as a decent idea? Seems crazy to me that I would drive to the dr- gym and not work out, but whatever. Um, and also on uh, what you call people, the acronyms for listeners. We've got FAG, Friends of Armstrong and Getty, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. I'm a, a lesbo listener ever since broadcast one. <laughs> Corey of Wheatland, wherever that is. I don't think is. there's any need to go farther down that road, Corey. I don't think that helps. Uh, oh, by the way, I happen to recognize that name. Uh, thanks a million for the gift you sent us. That was absolutely fantastic. We probably at some point need to talk about um, Penis Man, which has become a, a viral story about some artist. Maybe we don't. Maybe you don't. Also, maybe if people really want to know about quote unquote Penis Man, they can probably find it on the internet. Doesn't need to be here. Mm. Just Google Penis, mm. get images, seal be. Oh, no. no. Um, no. You'll find the story that way. No. Uh, also, Netflix, Disney+, Plus, HBO Max, all this different stuff. How are you supposed to navigate that? Some tips for that. Yes, I'm, I'm, please. I'm doing that right now, among other things on the way, on this fabulous show. Armstrong and Getty. endorsed Elizabeth Warren. We'll see if his 1% follows her. Great Scott. We have a debate one week from today in Iowa with uh, with uh, I almost used an unfortunate term. Why would I use an unfortunate term? I wish I knew which one. NC in time. Oh. <laughs> uh, Joni Ernst got elected to the Senate using nut cutting time. It's nut cutting time. It's earthy. Yeah, it is. It's a uh, well. It's, it's, it harkens it's, back to a day when Americans understood where their meat came well, from. Well, yeah, and one of the reasons I almost mentioned it is because it's in Iowa. The debate's in Iowa, and the voting starts in Iowa. And uh, right. So, so and besides, after our third kid was born, I had it done. So who am I to you know blanch at the use of that term? So it's not about like an almond ranch. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's very different, okay. Sean. There's more squealing. Anyway, uh, turns out there's a bit of a controversy at the northern border. 
as allegedly dozens of Iranian-American citizens and non-citizens were held up, some detained for up to 12 hours, grilled over whether they were coming into the country for nefarious purposes or not. Interesting. Yeah, there are uh, squeals of disapproval from the usual sources. We will take a look at it. That's to America, eh? Uh, no, no, no. Actually, you know what they were doing? They were going to an Iranian pop concert in Vancouver, and then they were coming back home. No, okay. who knew? Who, do you do we have any Iranian? Guessing, but I think it's a dude. Sounds like a dude. An effeminate dude. I believe he is singing about a chick because on the video there is a picture of a chick. He's yeah. Got, he's got pretty hair and he's very skinny. Yeah, he's the Iranian Ricky Martin. You can picture him. Yeah, All right. That's yeah. some good stuff. So, hey, here's an interesting thing that happened to me during our two weeks off. We ended up in the ER at about uh, 10 o'clock at night. Downtown big city. Oh. We're going to meet, um, and here's what I learned. Here's the punchline. Here's the, if I ever have to go to an ER, short of chest pain, where it's like, you know, you got to get there right now. I can't breathe, right. Drive to a suburb or a rural area. It would be faster and much safer and better. Yes, I've heard that advice more than once. Yeah, it's funny. I had never heard that. If I had heard that, I would have done that. We we happened to be, we were visiting, uh, my wife's cousin was in town, and they had rented a house on Airbnb, so we were meeting her, blah, 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 all this stuff. And it was cool, and they had a two-year-old, and my kids liked it and everything. It was really great. Very nice. Uh, and uh, But we, were, we happened to be just blocks from major downtown, like the major downtown ER. And I Which knew where it was. Which sounds great if yeah. you need an ER. Well, it was handy. Yeah. I knew exactly where it was. I didn't have to Google map and panic and figure out where to go. I knew exactly where it was from when I used to do cancer treatment. I was right there. So um, uh, so we're all headed to the park. Uh, kids are going to play a little bit before we order pizza. We actually already ordered pizza. It was going to be a while because it's holiday and uh, kids can park. And somehow or another, won't blame anybody. It certainly wasn't me. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Laura gets her hand smashed solidly in the car door. <gasps> Thumb just like completely yeah, in there. She's trying to pull her hand oh. out. Oh, like she can't think. Okay, straight. all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Jeez, first with the Mexican cartel thing earlier this morning. Now this. Go on. All right, go on. I'm sorry to hear that happen. So finally, it's tough to hear. Finally, get the, get the door open. And she's going, oh my god, oh my. She looks at it and then so, the, oh my god, I didn't see it, but she says, oh my god, oh my god. I said, uh, do we need to go to the ER? She said, absolutely, we got to go to the ER immediately. And then the kids, Henry's actually running around the car. Like it's a Chinese fire drill. Oh, boy. <laughs> we got a police 911. <laughs> Which, is, you know, oh it's, it wasn't funny at the time, obviously. He's in a panic. His mom's hurt. Right. It's kind of funny when I think about it. In now. retrospect. It looks kind of cute. Yeah. Um, just mis- He's got energy. He doesn't know how to dispense yeah, it. So yeah. he's just moving around. Yeah, I'm trying around. to help. Right. What do I do here? Right. Anyway, so I get the kids in the car, drive like the two blocks to the downtown ER. Um, uh, oh, so you got the whole fam there. What else yeah, are you going to do? Having right. the kids is the worst part of being in the downtown ER at night on a Friday night full of drunk, stoned, homeless people. Oh, boy. Full of them. And they're being treated 
just like they were. Anybody else with health insurance who showed up who are having their, how many times you end up in the ER in your whole life, who are having their three or four times in their lifetime go to the ER. Right. Which is the way it is for most of us. And those are the frequent flyers. Uh, emergency room, doctors, nurses, orderlies, please. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com if you want to tell us about the frequent flyers. And so, you know, you're, you're showing up to the ER. you got to wait in line behind. I don't feel so good. All right, Jim, what's what's the problem? I, uh, I need to lay down. Okay, and then they go through the full filling out the paperwork, checking the vital everything. What there there are people holding babies. Yeah, looking really panicked. Parents, if you've ever had a sick baby and you don't know what's going on, waiting in line behind homeless effing drunks to get checked in at the ER and going through the full fill out the paperwork, treat it seriously. Just and they know them by name. They actually called some of them by name. Yeah, and they get them a bed, which you know. That, well, whether or not you should get him better at law, I don't know. But at least say, Jim, sit over there. You're here every night. I know what your problem is. You're drunk. I'm going to help the woman who's got the smashed thumb and her kids are crying. I'm going to help that lady who's holding an infant. I can't right. tell what's wrong with it. Right. Um, you they can don't wait. dare do that. How screwed up is the world we're in How? at that point? I, I, I was blown away. Not, uh, not to mention the fact that trying to get my wife checked in, she couldn't do paperwork or anything like that. She's moaning and holding her thumb, and right. there's blood and everything like that. I'm trying to figure out the insurance, stuff like that. I'm scared to death for my kids, because you got the uh, stumbling over to my kids and trying to talk to them. Uh, Freaking insane. Oh, my God. It's, it's absolutely... It's, I had trouble wrapping my head around it. Yeah. That is not the way a first-world functioning society should work. I pay how many thousands of dollars for health insurance? I show up at the ER, and my I'm frightened for my children, and my wife's waiting in line behind drunks. Yeah. yeah. Who are there to get a bed? Oh, and I guess their main thing is one of the nurses told my mo- my wife. I almost called her my mom. Call me Dr. Freud. Dr. Why, Freud, why in the emergency room. <laughs> I need a team of therapists to, to explain to me why I sometimes uh, call my I, wife. I can explain it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I took one psychology class in college. But it's just it's so astounding. maddening, and I know it's this way all over the country, and it's just, that's crazy. That's a crazy way to structure society. What, what was the thing they said? It's worse in Cal Unicornia. We'll explain why. Armstrong and Getty.